0: Kids are an important part of worshiping together as a family, so we have Kids Worship Packs available just for you. These packs have activities and lessons that are designed to follow along with the scripture and message of today's worship. For those in person, Kids Worship Packs are available from the ushers or at the welcome counter at the rear of the room. For those worshiping with us online, Kids Worship Packs are available at phumc.com kids. To help stay engaged in the daily life of the church, be sure to follow us on social media. Again, we are glad you chose to worship with us today. We hope you enjoy worship. We are glad that you are here. Thanks for joining us. Let's stand and worship together this morning.
1: A Hallelujah loud and the ugly I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is a melody.
0: to sing this morning. turn to those around you, and welcome them to church this morning.
2: Let's try that again. Good morning i'm pastor abby maynard i am the pastor of community ministries here at pulaski heights i don't usually get to be in this service but i am so glad to be with you this morning Um, would you join me in a time of prayer god we are so grateful for the ability to come together and worship you for the ability to join together in this space however we are gathered here and to lift up the things that we struggle with the joys of our hearts and the things that weigh it down god you are with us and you hear our prayers when we are grieving like those of our friend daniel curry in the lost of his grandfather god you are with us when we are ill or sick when we are hurt god We ask that your healing be with Neil Maynard, Bill Gregory, Tony Ellis, Martha Dalton, and all those who are struggling. But God, you are also here for all of our joys. You rejoice with us in new life like that of Francis Lynn Hoffman and of marriages between Stormy Wells and Drew Holloman and Mary Cantwell and Dr. Steve Bledsoe. God, we know that that kind of love is a resemblance of you. God, you have blessed this community as we have grown with new members, Steve Bledsoe, Jacob Nolan, Andrea Stokes, and their children, Alice and Eleanor. And you have blessed this conference with a new bishop very soon. God, You have so much in store for us, and you are with us in every struggle. So we take time to lift up whatever names are on our hearts, whatever concerns we have now to you, knowing that you hear our prayers, spoken and unspoken. Lord, in your mercy, hear these prayers as we pray the one that you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power the and the glory forever, amen.
0: As we continue in worship and prepare for our offering uh, today, your gifts matter at Pulaski Heights. Uh, this, This month, our outreach and missions teams have been able to put together 100 period packs for United Methodist Committee on Relief. And these period packs will provide sanitary items for women whose lives have been turned upside down by natural disasters like hurricanes, floods, and fires. And this is all made possible because of your continued support uh, to Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church and the United Methodist Committee on Relief. So if you'd like to make a gift today, uh, you can do so by the many ways found on the back of your bulletin or on your screen. Um, Let us pray together. Loving God, faithful and gracious forever. You love us more than we love ourselves. You call us to walk with Christ and be more than we ever thought possible. Take our gifts, receive our thanks, accept our praise through Jesus Christ, amen.
1: the only one who could ever say Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you We breathe, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say.
2: As uh, we continue our gratitude series, today's reading comes from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians, chapter 5. Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, the word of God for all people. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. And would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts here together be pleasing unto you. May this message be yours and help me not to get in the way. Amen. So this is one of the oldest letters that we have. It's one of the letters that we feel confident is written by Paul. There are a few that we think could be maybe questionable, could be written by people who worked with him. But this is one that we feel confident really is Paul, and it's one of the oldest letters to one of the earliest churches. So it's one of the oldest in our church history, and I think that's really cool for when we're thinking about a church that's just beginning. This really is a church very much beginning, and they're figuring a lot of things out. This is near the end of the letter, and Paul is kind of giving a whole lot of instructions all at once. When you're prepping for a sermon, it's really helpful sometimes to read around whatever passage you're preaching on, and so I like to do that, and usually there's a narrative or something to give some context. But this time, it's part of a whole series of just really quick little instructions, and at first, I think that can be a little bit hard to know what to do with. But in some ways it's also really helpful because it's direct. We're getting some immediate instructions and sometimes those quick little phrases can be helpful. They can be easy to hang on to. And so for them, as they were still figuring things out and getting lots of instructions, I think that's really helpful for us because truthfully we're very much still figuring things out as well and we need a lot of instructions too sometimes. (coughs) So, Part of this little set, um, this part that we have, I think would be perfect for somebody's kitchen sign, a little rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, seems like a great Thanksgiving sign. Is anybody else in that kind of mood? Thank you. And it's really cute, it would be an adorable sign, but if you really get to thinking about it, this is not such a cute, easy little saying. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Much easier said than done. So I think I want to take this one one verse at a time and kind of see how hard this really might be. So rejoicing always. This word rejoice shows up 75 times in the New Testament. It's a pretty common word there, and it means to be glad or cheerful. I don't know about you, but there are some times where I just don't feel glad and cheerful. Are we expected to be cheerful all the time, really? Are we supposed to have a smile on our faces when we get a flat tire or have an injury lose a job or a loved one. When we're just having a really bad day, sometimes it's just not easy to be cheerful. Sometimes you just don't feel like rejoicing. And if we pretend, if we make ourselves be cheerful, if we make ourselves be happy when we're not, that seems a little inauthentic to me. It feels unreal. It's not who I really am, and so... I don't really like that. So, what do we do with this? We're going to come back to that. The prayer piece is next pray continually. Now, we often talk about prayer in church. Jesus instructs us on how to pray, and we pray together when we're in church. But the real kicker is when we talk about our personal prayer lives. So, how is yours this morning? Do you only pray on Sundays? Is it only a couple times a week? Just before meals? Once a day? Multiple? How many of us pray constantly and continuously? I'll admit I don't. Not in the sense of being in a specific prayer, talking to God directly. That's a really big commitment, and it sounds kind of exhausting to me. When I talk to God, I try to be intentional. I try to be thoughtful about what I'm saying and try to be focused. How on earth are we supposed to be praying constantly and be focused on God and doing anything else? I tried to do something like this a few years ago for Lent. Um, I had a youth pastor growing up who had mentioned that while she was in college, she tried the practice of praying continuously by praying as she walked around campus. And so whenever she was in between classes, anywhere she was going, she would pray as she walked. So I tried to do this one Lent as my practice that I was taking on, where I was going to pray as I walked through campus silently, didn't want anybody to worry about me but it's hard to keep up it seems like a small thing just pray as you walk from class to class but we get distracted really easily we have a million other things going on another a million other things to take our attention and it's easy to just not pray to just keep going and forget to talk to god sometimes that last command is to give thanks It's appropriate for this season. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. This is when we talk the most about what we're grateful for and how we should be giving thanks. We make a big deal of it right now. But this text is telling us we shouldn't just be thankful during this season. We should be thankful all the time. And especially given that, you know, stores skip right from Halloween to Christmas. If they're not going to celebrate Thanksgiving, somebody's got to. I think it's really interesting, this attitude of being grateful, because we have something kind of like that here in the South and the kind of manners that we instill. We don't ever want to sound ungrateful or seem ungrateful. We don't ever want our kids to seem ungrateful. We teach little kids when they're three or four years old, now make sure you say please and thank you. Now, what do you say? We stay on them. We want them to be grateful and appreciative. We say thank you all the time for all kinds of little things when somebody opens a door for us or picks up something that we dropped or reminds us of something that we forgot. We have no problem saying thank you for all these little things every day. And if we have such normalized habits of saying thank you for little things to strangers, why do we only seem to remember to thank God when it's something really big or when it's a certain season. Being grateful is easy to forget too. We get so busy, we get so wrapped up in our lives that we just forget the things we need to be doing. So for a very short set of verses, there is a lot of challenge packed in. And so what on earth do we do with this? Do we need to be cheerful and smiling all the time? I'm going to defer to Jesus. Um, He wasn't. He was not a cheerful, happy figure all the time. He was hurt sometimes. And he lived into that and he named that. There were times when he was angry and he showed that. There were times when he needed help and he cried out. And he gave thanks and recognized the good in his life. He recognized that his father was always at work with and around him. Jesus had all of the same kinds of pain. And he had recognition for the joy that was in his life. So prayer. Do we need to be constantly focused specifically in prayer? There are some who would say yes, though most of them tend to end up as monks off alone doing their prayers. That's how we ended up with the first Desert Fathers. They were just sure they needed to pray, so they ran off into the desert to do it alone. I don't think that's for everybody. It's not for me. So what on earth do we do if we're not going to be in that kind of focused prayer if we're supposed to be praying continuously? The answer then is that prayer isn't just a specific conversation. Prayer can be an ongoing posture that we have with everything in our lives. It's inviting God into everything that we do. When we go out every day, When we leave our homes to go to work, we invite God to come with us. Or if you work from home, you invite God into the seat next to you. It's inviting God into our meals, our classes, the meetings we hate, the adventures that we love. It's being intentional to recognize that God is already with us in everything that we do. And we don't have to stop and have a conversation with God every second. But recognizing that God is always with us, thanking God as we go, and making God a part of all the things that we do, is living into a posture of prayer. Gratitude, then, is not just a feeling. Giving thanks is a practice. Gratitude is a choice. We always can have something to be grateful for, just like we can always find something to nitpick or be frustrated about. If we really want to be annoyed, we'll be annoyed. And if we want to be grateful, we can. As Christians, we're called to proclaim the good news, that Christ died for us, that Christ forgives our sins, And that we have eternal life through one who loves us immeasurably. No matter what we are going through, that is still good news for us. With gratitude, we have the easiest temptation, I think. A temptation just towards complacency. To forget, to go along with what we've got and be okay with it. Or to want more and only focus on what more we could have or could do. And we forget to give thanks for what we have. You know, people who give thanks, people who are grateful, tend to be happier in their regular lives. They tend to be more content, and I don't think that's an accident. I think it's very much a choice. And there are some things that we can always be grateful for because God never ceases. We always have God's love, God's presence with us, God's grace, and God's forgiveness. We are always blessed with things that we can choose to give thanks for. And we encounter little miracles all the time that we often miss One of my favorite TV shows is Grey's Anatomy and the main character in the show has a quote in one episode that I really love talking about the incredible ordinary things that she encounters. She says, miracles aren't always huge. The fever breaks, the stitch holds, the bone heals. That's why they can be hard to spot and why they can be such a pain. We encounter little miracles all the time. The little things that we didn't think we could do, and we do. The little things that just work out quite right. They're little things that we can be grateful for all the time as we go. But being grateful as we go is a really hard thing, and I think it's kind of the goal. And I'm a person who likes steps that get me to where I'm better and better at a practice until I can get toward that kind of goal. And so I thought I would share some things that I have picked up and maybe they'll work for you or maybe you'll come up with your own awesome stuff to share. But I got a few things that I love. And this one is a little box that was given to me by my great aunt a few years ago. She just got it at a a little gift shop or something, but it says, my box of blessings, And she got it for me when I moved off to Georgia, where I was moving with no one that I knew. Um, I was going to be all by myself, and I was starting grad school, and it was terrifying. And I just started one day writing down some things that I was grateful for one day when I was happy, and I put them in the box. And I'm really glad for that because I was able to open it back up later and remind myself of the things that I do have the things that I can be grateful for when I was feeling really lonely there. It was great for me to be able to open this and be reminded that even when I felt like I was totally by myself or felt like I was really struggling, there were blessings that were important to me before and were mostly still in my life. And so that was really important to me. And then the other one, I may have mentioned in this service before, but I can't remember that I went to uh, Toze, France a few years ago for a week. It was a school trip and it was incredible. Um, but Toze has a lot of silent prayer time. And we had just flown many hours to get to France and I was exhausted and I fell asleep during the first prayer time. So to avoid doing that again, I started writing my prayers during that silent time so that I wouldn't have another nap. And I started doing that for all of the prayer times and all of their services, which is three times a day there, and it became the best practice I have picked up because it allowed me to look back over my prayers before and see the things that I had been asking God about that either God had answered or weren't actually as big a deal as I thought they were. And it helped me see times where I was grateful before, where I had pointed out things that I was glad about. And it helped me be grateful again to look back at those things and say, how did I forget that God was here already? Or how did I not say thank you already that God answered this thing that I was so worried about? How did I just move on to the next thing to worry on? But this reminded me that there was an answer, that there had been miracles before, and there still would be. And then the last one I don't have a prop for, because it's on my phone and I don't tend to like to take my phone up here. But I have a little app with to uh, a to-do list every day, and one of the things on my to-do list is to say something I'm grateful for before bed. I am not always awesome at this, but it's a good little practice because saying something you're grateful for right before you go to bed is a way to end the day giving thanks. These are the things that I have enjoyed and they're things that I hope you'll consider. They may not work for you at all and you may have your own things, but we all have ways that we can work gratitude into our lives and make it a practice so that it's ongoing. So I want, as we come to a close today, to ask you a question. How different might our lives, our relationships, and our attitudes look if we were really paying attention and giving thanks for the little miracles and mercies in our lives? how different would it be? How different would we be? And then I want to leave you with a challenge. As you go home this week, on your phone or on a piece of paper or maybe on your hand, I don't know, write down the things that you're grateful for, especially where you're grateful for God. And then at the end of the week, look back on that. Keep track of it and see where God has been moving in your life and see how easy it is to forget. And then find how you need your practice. Would you pray with me? God, even the small instructions can be challenging, but we are so grateful that you are with us through all of them through all of the instructions all the challenges and all the difficult times help us to be better at praying continuously at rejoicing always and to give and giving thanks in every circumstance god help us to see you in all that we do amen So this morning, if you would like to join the church in an official way, you are welcome to come forward and do so as our band plays one more song. I invite you to stand as you're able.
1: Let me have all things. Let me have.
2: much for worshiping with us this morning we hope to see you again next week a couple of announcements before we go actually just one we have our Wakefield Christmas coming up we partner with Wakefield Elementary to provide gifts for students and their families and so if you would be interested in sponsoring a family and giving some gifts um, feel free to come speak to me after the service until then rejoice always pray without ceasing Give thanks in all circumstances and tell someone about Pulaski Heights, United Methodist Church. Amen.